KYPM, Elisa here. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. We hope this podcast inspires you and encourages you to see more of Jesus in your life. God bless as you listen in. Hi, it's me, Pastor Daryl. I just want to thank uh, the YPM family for having me this time. Also want to thank the uh, leadership for entrusting me with this opportunity to be able to share the word of God with you. So, I will be speaking on a two-part series on the book of Jonah. It is only four chapters long, so how I'll be doing it is that today will be part one. We'll cover the first two chapters, and on the subsequent episode, it will be part two, where I'll be covering chapters three and four, and that will finish up the whole book. So, let's begin part one. For part one, I've entitled this message. You you can run, but you can't hide. Have you ever had to run away from being chased by someone? I remember when I was standard one, my parents enrolled me to a Chinese school. And at first, I hated it. For the first few months, I hated it so much because Whenever I look at the people around me in school, it felt like it was an alien environment. Everyone was like alien to me because they were speaking Mandarin and I couldn't understand at all. So I remember one of the days when I was in Standard 1, it was time to go to school with my mom. But I resisted. I said, no, I don't want to go to school. Therefore, my mom became very angry and she wanted to chase after me, to catch hold of me. So I remember that I was standing at one end of the sofa and she was at the other end of the sofa. She wanted to chase me, but I would run away. If she come clockwise from the sofa, I would go clockwise as well, just to make sure that she will be at the other end of the sofa. She come from the anti-clockwise direction, I will go anti-clockwise as well. And guess what? She wanted to chase me, but I managed to run away. So, I managed to skip school that day, but I definitely went to school the next day. You see, when it comes to God, you can run, but you can't really hide. Jonah's story is a similar encounter of this concept of you can run, but you can't hide. So let's take a look at the book of Jonah. When we think of Jonah, in the back of our head, it sounds like a fairy tale. And the story of this fairy tale Jonah goes like this. Jonah ran and God would pull him back to fulfill the assignment that he gave him at first. Before we dig deep into the book of Jonah, let's understand that the book of Jonah is at a very odd place of the Bible. Why? Because Jonah is placed among the minor prophets. But what makes Jonah so special is that there is no specific prophecy in the four chapters of Jonah. There was no specific 
prophecy about Israel or what they have done or what were the predictions of Israel to be. So Jonah was unique in that sense. The book of Jonah is unique in that sense. So in order for us to really appreciate the book of Jonah, we need to have a context of what happened during Jonah's time. And the biggest clue that we can find out of what happened during Jonah's time is actually found in 2 Kings chapter 14, verse 21 to 25. You'll find out that Jonah lived during the time of this evil king called Rehoboam II. Rehoboam II did evil in the sight of the Lord, the Bible says. And therefore, he made this king made Israel to turn their ways against God and uh, they will probably worship um, idols to be, and they were far away from God. So God wanted Israel to repent and return to Him. So it is in this backdrop that we have this book of Jonah. And when we read it, when we understand this background of how evil Israel were, then we can appreciate it. We look at Jonah's running away. It shows that how Israel was running away from God. We look at Jonah's stubbornness. It actually shows how Israel was stubborn towards God. We look at God's grace towards Nineveh. It actually shows God's grace to the Gentiles who were more willing to accept God's forgiveness than the Israelites. So God was trying to tell the Israelites of how stubborn they were and if they were willing to repent, God would forgive them. So it is in this context of how the book of Jonah paints a larger picture in order for us to help, in order to help us better understand these four chapters of the book of Jonah. So today we're going to look at chapter 1 and 2 of how Jonah ran away from God. But he couldn't hide and he had to come back to God. He ended up coming back to God. We're not going to read through uh, the whole two chapters. I will encourage you to read it after the podcast finishes so that you have a better understanding. Now let's begin. Jonah chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 tells us the whole context of why Jonah ran away. Well, Jonah ran away because God called Jonah to an assignment and the assignment was to go to the city of Nineveh and preach against it because of its wickedness has come to God. But Jonah's immediate response was to run away from God. And he ran away to this place called, and he wanted to go to this place called Tashish. So, God gave Jonah an assignment. He refuses. Why? The great city of Nineveh comprises of the people group called the Assyrians. Now, the Assyrians were a vicious group. They were an enemy to the Israel. And they were famous for their brutality. Some examples of their brutality are they would skin their victims 
and hang those skins on the city walls as though the, the skins were trophies that they could show off. Another form of brutality from the Assyrians were they, in their form of execution, they would impale their victims by taking a large, sharp lock and pierce it through the ribs of their victim so that they would die a slow, painful death through this impale. And uh, another form of brutality the Assyrians had was to amputate a body part of their victims as a form of torture. So you could understand why Jonah refuses to go to Nineveh to preach to this group of people. Jonah refuses to preach also because he had a preconception that he was a prophet only to the Jews. You'll find out from 2 Kings chapter 14 that Jonah was prophesied to the king. Therefore, he was a prophet to the Jews. And suddenly, he has this assignment to go to Nineveh and preach against him. So he had the preconception that he was not to preach for another people group. Secondly, he refused because Nineveh were too wicked. Jonah thought that Nineveh was too wicked for God's intervention to come into their life. Therefore, not only Jonah ignored God's instruction, he ran away. And how did he run away? Well, he, you can imagine that Jonah was situated in Israel. He was supposed to go to Nineveh, which is our modern-day Iraq. Modern-day Iraq was located about 800 kilometers away, northeast from Israel. But he ran away to Tashish, which is modern-day Spain, a direct opposite of Nineveh, actually. So he ran the other direction towards the west. Instead of uh, going to Nineveh, which is only 800 kilometers away. He went, he wanted to go to Tashish, which was the other direction, 4,000 kilometers away. So, you can imagine that when people try to run away, they would do crazy things. So that was Jonah. He did a crazy thing in running away to Tashish. Remember when I was um, so I'm happily married to uh, my wife Melanie for three years already uh, the back story of our so to say love story was that we actually experienced a breakup at first when we were 20 years old Okay, so this was about 12 years back already at 20 years old, I fell in love with her for the first time. But after a couple of months, we didn't, uh, we, we were courting one another, but it didn't go, it didn't went to the stage where we made it official publicly. So we were still in the midst of exploring, but we knew for sure that um, we, we liked one another. We were pretty serious already. Just, uh, haven't made it official publicly. Uh. 
But when we were serious, I uh, actually fell out of love for no specific reason. So I decided that um, I didn't want to pursue the relationship and I wanted to break up with her. So it was a painful process, more so for her because she was in love with me. So in order for, for me to make the breakup happen, I ran away. What did I do? What were some of the crazy things I do in order to run away from her was that I would say bad things to her in order to push her away. So I would say things like, you are very annoying. Or I would sit across uh, the youth hall when she was sitting, let's say on the right-hand side, I would sit on the far end of the left-hand side of the hall. And at 21 years old, I had my full-time calling. And... uh, my, my church leaders decided that, okay, in order for you to first fulfill your full-time calling, uh, please go to Singapore to be attached to our advisor's church for one year so that you receive training. Well, I thought that was a blessing in disguise as well because I could, so to say, run away from uh, Melanie, which, was, which is my wife right now. So... You can imagine that in in the running away, we do crazy things. For me, going to Singapore was like trying to run away from her as well. I remember that I actually liked the idea because I could be away with her. So, Jonah ran away from God. Sometimes when we are running away from God, we do crazy things like that as well. So we need to ask ourselves, if we are running away from God today, why are we running away? For some, you could be running away because you've lost your passion. See, when you are in a place, but you lost that passion in that place, guess what? You want to run away because you no longer like that place, isn't it? So from my example that uh, I like Melanie, suddenly when I lost my passion, I wanted to run away. Another reason why we run away is because we have fixated minds. When you're fixated in certain things and you can't comprehend the changes that God wants, right? You want to run away. So that was the case for Jonah. He was fixated to being a prophet to the Jews. But suddenly when God asked him to, be, to go to Nineveh and preach against it, he cannot comprehend the change. He was fixated in his mind. Therefore, he wanted to run away. So besides the loss of passion and fixating and having a fixated mind, the third reason we run away is because we are half-hearted. When you're half-hearted in doing things, in the long run, you will want to run away. For Jonah, he ran away from his assignment. And how? And he ran away by boarding a ship to go to this place called Tashish. God sent a great wind and this violent storm had threatened to capsize 
the ship. So all the sailors were afraid and then uh, they were just trying their very best to make sure that the ship doesn't sink. And then they were asking everyone, trying to find out who was it that is causing this calamity and they found out it was actually Jonah and they asked him, who are you? Why have you brought this calamity upon them? And Jonah in chapter 1 verse 9 says that I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. Why do I say that Jonah was half-hearted, therefore he ran away? You could see that from verse 9, he knew perfectly who God was and who he worshipped. Yet his action shows that he was half-hearted. See young people, you can't seek God's love and run from Him at the same time. Today, you may be going to the online church faithfully, obviously because of the whole MCO. But our lifestyle may be a lifestyle as though that we are running away from God. We are cohabitating with our boyfriend or girlfriend, even though we say we worship God. Some of us, we may be serving in church, but yet in our private lives, we are addicted to games. We are running to our games to find comfort to our miserable life, though we are serving in church. You see, we think that we can seek God's love and still run from Him at the same time you cannot. Some of us, perhaps you are a leader, but your finances are out of order. Or some of you, young people, you, read, you say you read the Bible, but on your free time, you're watching things like Game of Thrones or Black Mirror or things that you're not supposed to watch. See, you can't seek God's love and run from Him at the same time. No wonder we say to God, how come I worship you but I'm still not feeling it? Therefore, if you're running away from God, God will do something to grab our attention. In Jonah chapter 1 verse 4, we read that uh, God sent a great wind and such a violent storm arose that this ship that Jonah was traveling on was threatened to break up. So we don't really know what's the real purpose. Huh? That God sent the storm. I think that God sent the storm really was to grab Jonah's attention. God grabs our attention to make us realize how much we need him. For Jonah, God grab his attention by sending the storm. For Israel, God grabbed Israel's attention by bringing judgment upon them in the form of the Syrian Empire, after that the Babylonian Empire, even the Persian Empire after that. So you see God grab their attention. For us, Sometimes the passing away of someone is God's way of grabbing our attention to turn our hearts back to Him. 
For some of us, it may be you've experienced a painful heartbreak from breaking up with your previous boyfriend and girlfriend. God grabs our attention in that way to show us how much we need Him. So, I want to encourage you that in the running away, the great thing is that you're tuning in, listening to this message. But yet, life's challenges are real. Life challenges for you might have already happened and you wish you could have erased it, but you cannot. I'm here to say that God sometimes uses storms like that to grab our attention, not to put us down, but to show us, to make us realize how much we need of Him. So, that was the whole story of the storm. The, the storm came upon Jonah's boat and the sailors had no choice but to throw him. As you read chapter 1 by yourself, you'll realize that the sailors actually threw Jonah to the sea in order to break up the storm so that everyone else on the ship could be alive. As Jonah was thrown into the sea, it was actually a death sentence. He could have so easily drowned and died on that day. But the beautiful thing was that in chapter 1, verse 17, God provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly three days and three nights. See, often we think about this image of how God used this big fish to swallow up Jonah. It's as though God brought judgment somehow to Jonah. But actually, this big fish was a form of how God saved Jonah. Why? Because if he would have not sent the big fish, Jonah would have drowned and died. So, God used the huge fish to save Jonah. And then when we come to chapter 2, which I will round off. Chapter 2, often at times we think that Jonah was praying a prayer of deliverance. We thought that as we read his prayer in chapter 2, God, uh, Jonah was crying out to God so that by praying, God would save Jonah. But actually, that's not true. The prayer that Jonah prayed in chapter 2 was actually a prayer of thanksgiving. How do I know that? Because just now, I said that Jonah would have died had not the fish come and save him. And he was giving thanks actually through this prayer because like in verse 2, it says, In my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me from deep in the realm of the dead. I called for help and you listened to my cry. Verse 6, To the roots of the mountains I sank down, the earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, Lord my God, brought me, brought my life up 
from the pit. See, it was a prayer of thanksgiving. Young people, whatever we are running from, the way to stop running is actually to give thanks. Just like how Jonah gave thanks to God for what he has done in his life. Therefore, if we are running away and we want to stop running, we must learn how to give thanks to God for what He has done in our lives. We can give thanks to God for God-loving parents in our lives, even though we are facing the storms. We can give thanks for the church whom are still faithfully pointing us back to God in the midst of this COVID-19. We can also give thanks for the leaders who are spurring us on not giving up on us in the midst of our worst times. We can also give thanks for God's provision of school, a roof over our head during this pandemic. See, I want you to know that whatever you're going through, we can also still give thanks to God because He is still speaking to you even at this moment as you tune in to this podcast. So, wherever you are. Obviously, the message of this story is to stop running away from God. And though it is hard to stop running because of the, the habits that we have, the attitudes that we have, sometimes the sins that we have even, God's word is that you can stop running away because God's promise for every one of us is Romans chapter 8, verse 35. It says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Through Jonah's story, we know that nothing will separate us from the love of God. God loves every single one of you too much to have you run away from Him. And he's calling you back. Romans chapter 8, after that, verse 38 says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So young people of GT Clan, I want to encourage you, wherever you are, stop running away from God. Certain things in life that may not go your way, and when it doesn't go your way, therefore you, you want to force it through. You find satisfaction outside. You find satisfaction in the things that you indulge in. And that is a form of running away from God. Can I encourage you? God is drawing us back. Yes, the pain that you're going through, the fear that you're going through of missing out. I want you to know by giving up all those, Romans chapter 8 tells us that nothing will separate us from the love of God. No sin is too big that can separate you from God. No 
thoughts are too evil that says you cannot come back to the love of God. Jonah tells us that even though he ran away directly from God's instruction, yet God was loving enough to draw him back. And for every one of us here, God can draw us back no matter where we are. So let's look to God right now to allow Him to draw us back to Him. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank You for the life of Jonah as we read through the first two chapters. For some, many of us, we are running away from You in some sort, whether it's in our heart or whether it's through our lives. Lord, forgive us. But we know that, Lord, in every situation, in every good episodes or bad episodes, Father, you are drawing us back to you. You are grabbing our attention, highlighting to us that we are still precious in your eyes. You are still speaking to us and you are drawing us back to you. So Father, I pray for every single young person listening to this podcast. Lord, you have not forsaken each and every single one of them. You love them so much that you don't want to see them running away from you. Lord, we pray that we will come back to you. We pray that, Lord, we encounter your love, knowing that we can put away our old lifestyle and to run towards you. So we thank you this time, this day, for all the young people listening. May God, you will turn hearts around. Turn our lives around from running away from you towards running towards you. Thank you for this time, for your word. And we pray for every young person to step into their destiny in you. Thank you, God. We look forward to the next episode. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, that's all for today. And I look forward to the next uh, podcast episode where we'll cover chapter 3 and chapter 4 of Jonah. God bless you. That's a wrap for this week's podcast. If you've been blessed by it, share the word and tag us at YPM GT Clan. If you're looking for more, check us out on Spotify for our past podcasts. We're praying that you have a great week ahead and God will continue to transform your life.